this is just, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we're probably going to have a quick conversation about where we are in the story. Thank uh, you. And you know, that might be able to meander a little bit uh, so we can find fun, cool bits for Casey to use to just put us the fuck on blast like he normally does. Like he does. <laughs> what was the name uh, of the uh, that tiny ship? Il Sangue Dio. God's blood. Mm. God's blood, baby. I originally called it a schooner, but I think it's a lot funnier if it's a pinnace. So I think it's going to be a pinnace, y'all. Look, people, I just report the truth. We find our crew back on the docks of uh, Nordia surrounding Jonnet, who has just fallen to the ground. Uh, looking up, who's around me? I think it's just Gable and Travis. Yeah, it's just us. Gable, Gable. Hey, I, uh, hey, hey. It's, uh, it's happening again. Gable pulls Jonnet back up and kind of like wraps <gasps> him around in their coat and like uh, brings Travis in. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, it's... Are you um, okay? I'm I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I, Travis, Travis, the mm. Mariner is... I can feel the Mariner and it's getting closer. And I, I think, I think we're running out of time. What do you mean? I think he's after me. I know he is. Um, and then, which hand is the mark on? pick a hand all right we'll uh, hope that it's hand. not different yeah, okay yeah. cool uh so then he holds up his hand and i would assume that maybe he notices like a freckle that maybe wasn't there before there won't be any visual evidence of it it's such an early stage okay. of an affliction from the mariner's mark right now that the, basically only gable with their uh, talent for being able to see evil and malice would be able to detect it. Okay. Well then, yeah, he just gets up and he's just kind of pleading to Travis of like, hey, so I, I've been feeling off and I've been having these visions and I, I feel like I keep blacking out and, you know, I, I think it just happened. The Mariner, I think he's coming to get me. Well, maybe it's just you know, bad dreams or or uh, hallucinations. Travis, I I saw it. Well, I don't see anything, and I've seen my fair share of Mariner's marks in my day. Have you? I mean, he must have. He's been around for 200 years. Also, I mean, Travis travels with a certain sort of person, kind of on the underbelly of the world. Uh, do you want to roll a knowledge adventuring for us, Johnny? Well, if I have to. <laughs> Go find It is dice. still a game. It is still a game, and we do... I mean, vaguely. <sighs> I mean, it's not vaguely a game. We vaguely play it, which is an important <laughs> distinction. I think that's on you, now, though. Now, could you remind me where my character sheet is? Uh, <laughs> Jesus! Uh, do you have? The, do you all have them open? Hang I, on, uh, I printed hang on. Out. Yeah. So I you will go to GenesisEmporium.com. Got it. <laughs> I made Jane's print mine out. <laughs> so I'm going green, and I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it means. <sighs> Trando Bandendorf. Okay. Ganondorf. Don't don't say his secret name. <laughs> Let's see. And this is a knowledge. Was this a knowledge? Knowledge adventuring. adventuring? Yeah. What's the difficulty? Uh, I think you're remembering your own life. Uh, I think it's easy. Is that one? <laughs> That's one purple. Yeah. Okay. I think I can handle that. 
We'll see. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Three successes and an advantage. Or oh. And a threat. I'm sorry. And a threat. Dang. Yeah. So with that, you have definitely seen your fair share of Mariner's Marks in, in your time. So... I, I guess the question that I have for Travis is, in this situation, how is Travis feeling about this possibility and how is he reacting to, you know, Jonnet, this person who's been like a close companion and friend, potentially having it, but being in such an early stage that really the only way you'd be able to tell is with special powers. Would he be in denial? Would he be more cautious? I think he is probably inside a little nervous, but is sort of outwardly denying it to make himself feel better. Okay. Okay. And that's, that's really just focused on, on yourself. You're not, are you concerned at all about how John it feels in this situation? I mean, I think, I think a little, but I think it's also like, well, he's, he's, he's young. He can, uh, you know, we'll get it. We'll, we'll take care of it and he'll bounce back. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like that, uh, Johnny, because you ha- you rolled so well, you have a lot of up-close experience with Mariner's Mark. Are there any questions that you as a player might have about it uh, mm. that you I could answer for you right now? Have Has Travis or has anyone known anyone to have the um, Mariner's Mark and survive? So after being around 200 years, I think you've heard a lot of stories about people surviving the Mariner's Mark. I don't think any of them were particularly convincing. I think every Mm. time you have seen someone with a Mariner's Mark, they either died from it or died living with it. You know, you, you think of it in the same way you would think of any sort of chronic pain or terminal illness. A lot of the time, uh, the goal is not to cure it. It is to help you live long enough that you die of something else. So, like, it, it's mm. treatment rather rather than than cure is, is what we're talking about here. This is an interesting question. Have you ever been afflicted with a mariner's mark? I think... That you got three successes and an advantage. You didn't quite. It was a threat. It was a threat. And a threat. Oh, a threat. Okay. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't quite get a triumph. Uh, So I'm going to say you personally have not been afflicted by a Mariner's Mark, but you, you've seen it up close many times. I think you have seen situations where people lived really close to the water and they died and they died quickly and it was terrible. But you've also encountered situations where You've been around people that you have seen die of old age, treating it and it not really impacting their life that much. Okay. That's doable. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's totally doable. I'll say Travis probably knows that the most common treatment for Mariner's Mark is to just get people away from bodies of water. Whoever Whoever has it, if you keep them away from the water it doesn't really get worse. I have, I've just been, and I, you know, it's been, it's been like that. And I, I, I don't know, the visions are getting maybe a little bit more vivid. It's hard to say, but I don't know. I don't like it. Hmm. Well, I can't see anything yet. So I, there's still the chance that, you know, it's fine. It's not fine. If it exists, it's not fine. Yeah, I'm going to go with Gable but maybe on this it doesn't. One. Okay, it doesn't seem... F- you know what, Travis? <sighs> Never mind. All right, you've, you're busy. Yeah, um, let's go. Well, no, we're all, we're all busy. I'm just saying, you know, we've all, we've all got a lot going on right now. Okay, well, then I'm maybe... just going to... I'm going to take... I'm going to figure this out. Well, no. Gable and I are going to figure I this out. Uh, yeah, the least you can I do mean, is try to help. But you know what? If you're more preoccupied with other things, we'll just go on ahead. That's not what I meant. I meant, you know, maybe it's just kind of getting to all of us. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah let's make this about you some more. All right. No, okay. that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. Now you're bullying me. <laughs> you know what? Come on, Gable. Let's go talk to this tiny ship. 
I would love to tell oh. everyone on that ship how this hundreds of years old man is being bullied by a 15 year old. Come on, let's go. Well, Gable, before you go, can you use your, your, your special powers and take a look at my hands and tell me if there's anything wrong with them? Since oh. you're so good at seeing oh, what's wrong okay. with people's Great. hands. Yeah, yeah. Now let's, let's get people involved to help your problem, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> does, does anything look weird to you? <laughs> Let's, uh, let's all look he at our hands. He says, waving the stump in Gable's face. <laughs> okay, let's all look at our hands. Let's all, we're all going to show each other our hands. All right, we're going to talk go. about problems right. with our hands One, two, three, right four, five. Oh, I'm, I'm five. assuming okay. Gable is either flipping Travis off or getting yes. ready to deck him. Gable, Gable, did you know, I know a surefire way to know whether or not you have the Mariner's Mark. If your hand is larger than your face, uh, it is possible that you have it. Wait, Could you uh, go let ahead? me, John, let me look at it. Hand up. <laughs> Travis just slaps both of their hands into their faces. <laughs> I know it. You know what? I am done with you right now. Okay? We will talk later. Do not follow us. We're going to solve this problem on our own. We are. I hope the problem you're solving is my coat. I, uh, you know, oh, this coat? This coat? And he holds the up. one? This one? Wait, do do you have it or do I have it, Gable? <laughs> you ripped my coat in half? <laughs> Never mind. That's you... so much worse than when I gave it to you. You didn't want it anyway, so why you do know you what? care? Right, okay. So I'm going to find a better half of coat than this half. Gable's going to get a better half than their coat, and then you're going to get the result a... of... The... One bad coat. One bad coat. That's what you deserve for no, treating, treating us cruelly. That's awful. That's awful. Then get yourself your own coat or help us with our problems. Otherwise, you don't deserve help or help with your problem of coat. I have more problem than of coat. <laughs> I have problem. I have problem of acquaintances as well. Acquaintances. You said that we're your friends and I'm never letting that go. you can't take that back. Never. 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 I forgot that everybody's really cranky right now because nobody really slept last night. <laughs> I'm not cranky. <laughs> so what we're going to do, we're going to talk to this tiny boat, the Mr. Man in this tiny boat, and then we're going to go gonna our separate to ways. A boat. You're going to talk to a boat? No, no, no. We're, we're not going to talk to a boat, all right? We are going to go talk to the person that is conducting the boat or driving the boat or passing down the orders for the boat. You yes, know what we and mean. that's what we're going to do. You know. So, oh, so you're gonna you're gonna talk to the person who talks to the boat and tells the boat what Use to do. Use your context clues. <laughs> We're using shorthand. It's hard. It's a hard day. <sighs> okay. Thank you. I, I, so, I, the question that I have are: All of you three going as a group, or is this argument splitting up your party? Hmm. I, I think we should all talk to this next person together i think yeah, you probably. i think you should as well i think that would be the wise move i'm just trying to suss out emotionally where this group is at <laughs> well i i think either travis or john it needs to be the one to talk to them because they've been handling most of the interactions at port anyway all right fine yeah i'll go but i'm not gonna like it right. i don't like i don't you, have to so. like it either but we'll all go well great great okay great awesome. okay cool <laughs> Okay. All right. Who are you? Who's this other fourth voice? I think, yeah. I think what happens is you you basically have this argument up to and in front of, like, one of the guards standing in front of the boat. And maybe the last two or three minutes of this argument has just been directly in front of this person who's just, like, kind of standing stock still and uh, looking a little nervous. Can you help us? You you, you whirl uh, your gaze like in, intensely on this person. Now, this is a ship that belongs to the Church of the Slain God. So the guard in front of it is a guard that is a representative of the Church of the Slain God. So the question that I have for you is what? does the Swiss guard equivalent look like in this universe for church officials? You know, I was just looking up pictures of the Swiss guard the other day. Really? Because it's just so silly. I was. Yeah, it's just so silly. It is so silly. Hmm. <sighs> you know, something that I really like in Star Wars... <laughs> Johnny, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> Ever heard uh, of it? <laughs> is like 
how everyone on the Death Star wears like dumber Darth Vader helmets. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Um, featureless Darth Vader. And I like I like the idea of everyone wearing like like shittier Pope hats or equivalent, you know, like Ooh. Like whatever whatever like the the Pope of the Church of the Slain God wears. Just like like goofier versions where it's like this is clearly this thing, but a worse version. Now I you- like this. Are you is, are you talking that in terms of like added shoulder pads that make it look more goofy or less shoulder pads that look less like empowering? Like oh wow, I probably like a a children's costume version of it, right? So mm, like that's a, I mean that's kind of what a little bit thinner, a little bit flatter. Like the helmets that they wear are they're very extreme kind of versions of what you think of as like the Spanish uh, conquistador yeah. helmet is. Ooh. And I yeah. think there's also like, yeah, so they've got like that sort of conquistador-esque helmet with a big plume on top and the truly ridiculous big pants and they're yellow and blue striped and that's, it's just very funny. Just Ponce de Leon looking motherfuckers. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Fountain of youth, where is it? I want it. I'm horny for it. So what's our, what's our version of this? Uh one thing that I would like to retain, I think, looking at the Swiss Guard uniforms is these people do wear ruffs, and that mm. that's fucking hysterical. That, we mm-hmm. got to give them a ruff. <laughs> God, this is so... They look like like jesters yeah they do like the poofy pants padawan jesters we're we're really upsetting all of our swiss guard listeners right now but i think (laughs) they should be listening they should be they they look like a a, they're like a a a fast food mascot (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh do you they're wearing like what the the king from Burger King wears in those commercials. Oh god! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So like the coat so the, and the pants. Yeah. So I like I like what you described, sort of the Burger King king kind <laughs> yeah. of uniform. So it's a they wear red coats which are lined with white fur. So they look a little bit Santa Clausy. A little yeah, Santa Clausy, sure. but it's raining right now, right? So it's all wet and gross and heavy. Yes, yes, of course it is. Of course it is. So yeah, it, it's it's wet and gross. I really like what Johnny said about some ridiculous headgear. Are we giving them Ponce de Leon hats like like the Swiss Guard, or are we going to go in another uh, ludicrous hat direction? So I looked up pictures of Ponce de Leon. <laughs> So, a lot of them have him in this weird like pork pie with a feather and I do like that a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like a trilby. Okay. So I would like this to be kind of an exaggerated military style trilby. So like <laughs> maybe like maybe like a metal trilby? Yeah. Uh I like oh. the idea. You know how some trilby hats just have like a very broad front side to them, like the mm-hmm. shitty ones you mm-hmm. see at Hot Topic. I kind of like the idea of this metal hat helmet thing being kind of like a trilby with like a cow catcher in front of it. And oh God. let's keep that <laughs> big sucks. That, that sucks big plume feather there. <laughs> so they're Burger King Kings. They've got a big ruff on them. They do have a metal trilby. Uh, they do have a big feather. They've got this Santa ass coat that they wear. This terrible um, what's person. The, what's the pants God. situation? Yeah. What oh, about the pants? It's got this- or, or is it just like long robes? Yeah, robes probably. Well, these are supposed to be a fighting force, right? So I, I will have to enforce that they're they're going to have to be able to move a little bit. Okay, really the short shorts. Joggers. Really short shorts. The really short shorts. Really short there shorts. we go. We've done it. We've found but it. It's really short shorts. It's really short. They're like um, they're like Shakespeare style shorts poofy? that are poofy, poofy, and then they're definitely wearing tights. Yeah. We're, yes, 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 <laughs> absolutely, yes. Uh, they have visible sock garters on that they're, hold those oh, tights up. Oh yes, Daisy Duke poofy these, shorts. These 
dudes suck. They suck so bad. <laughs> they have, I, I think, on their shoes, there is a poof ball on Excellent. the shoe mm. that yeah. kind of echoes yeah. the poofiness yeah. of the feather that they wear on the hat. So, do the socks remember in the 90s? When girls wore socks that had a little, just right around the top, a little like fringe, like a doily kind mm, of around right. the top. Yeah. yeah. One of those. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> 90s girl socks for sure. Yeah. I've thought more about what this bad man looks like than what Gable looks like. we have devoted a a truly uh, generous amount of this episode to just figuring out uh, (laughs) this this costume but uh, you know what I think it's worth it when we see the pictures start coming in the aesthetic is (laughs) very powerful is there a particular weapon that we want them to have I mean Swiss guards have those those axes right those spears the spears are good What's Um, does the okay? I should probably know this. What is the church's symbol? So the church has a symbol. Uh, It is a a triangle with the the point pointing down. So a flat top Mm. pointing down. Inside the triangle is an eye, and the point of the triangle is actually like tears that are kind of coming down from the eye. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay, Uh, so I have I have seen this. Okay, that that doesn't translate into a weapon very well. I mean, yeah, it could be a big triangular axe type thing. Yeah. Do they have triangle throwing stars on their belt? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course they do. (laughs) Which Mm -hmm. is, um, I love love that because that... Is it the whole thing? Like the whole symbol? Like the belt? Sharp? wow. Yeah, I think it's the whole symbol, but sharp so, so you can throw it. Well, Johnny, that also gives them a very stormtrooper ability to throw things and miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just have a lot very of ammo good. that's very useless because they're bad at it. Yeah, this is good. Oh, uh, I, I think what I'm going to do is the weapon that they have is actually just a very long stick. I think that's what I'll declare. It's just, it's a very long kind of ornate looking stick that has uh, a metal cap at the top that sort of gets wider. Okay, that makes sense. It gets wider as it goes out. Like, I I think it almost looks like a chandelier, like an upside down chandelier is up Mm. there. It just gets very kind of elaborate. Mm. And looking at it, you have no idea how it could be used as a weapon because it just looks very unwieldy. Hmm. Uh, So, yes, you have (laughs) whirled angrily on this cartoon character of a Swiss guard. And like he's just sort of muttering and stumbling there. He doesn't quite know what to do. You, I, I, oh, it, we are here. Could you? Is you, this the improv game where you say a one word at a time? No, uh, it's absolutely not. Can you excuse us for a second? Hey, guys, guys. Yeah. Hmm? Does he have the same accent as everyone that we've met so far? I, I don't know. Roughly. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. Uh, hey, buddy, what's your name and favorite food? Fuck. <laughs> uh, my name is Mario, and I like a pizza. <laughs> no. Okay. This is, hey, yeah, this, fucking say, you, Johnny Say O'Mara. again. Say again. This is my improv game. Say again. Say again. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Luigi. <laughs> I, I love a cannoli. <laughs> say again. <laughs> Uh, my name is Wario. I like an evil pizza. Yes. Perfect. Okay, like I'll, I'll allow that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. We'll get you back to the show in a second, but first I want to remind everyone that the Kickstarter for the first season of Skyjack's Courier's Call is still ongoing, and although we have hit our goal that will allow us to produce this series, there are some stretch goals that are tantalizingly close. We're just a couple hundred dollars away from getting a brand new song from Arnie Parrott. I absolutely adore Arnie's work. And one of the best things about writing new songs for Courier's Call is that you'll be able to hear them on Campaign Skyjacks too. That's really a two-for-one reward. 
So if you haven't backed the Kickstarter already, please head to bit.ly slash couriers season one. And that's one with the numeral one, not spelled out. Or just go to Kickstarter and search for Skyjack's Couriers Call. Before we get back to our episode, let's take a quick moment to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Jacob Wilberg, thank you so much. Colin Williams, thank you. Patrick Wallbank, thank you very much. Richard DeAth, thank you. Roland, thank you very much. Shelby, thank you. Sebastian Rives, thank you so much. Ryan S. Peterson, thank you. Matthew McPherson, thank you very much. Cal Larsich, thank you. And Jessica Fabin, thank you so much. If you want to join the ranks of these fabulous heroes, head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and sign up to become a backer. Thanks again to everyone who signed up already and all of those who are soon to sign up in the future. With all that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. So before we, can we, let's just start What's this. What's an evil pizza? Uh, it's sauce uh, on the bottom. Calzone. <laughs> it just it gets stuck to the plate every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> useless, absolutely useless. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to start this conversation over again. Uh, let's just pick someone to talk and then we can, all right, not it. Not it. It. Okay. It. Okay. Okay. Then we'll we'll turn around. And we'll start us again. Okay. One, right. two, three. Two, three. Can you help us? I can help you get out of here. If if you mean get out of this area where we are and into the inside, then that sounds great. Who are you, people? Who are you? I'm a Wario. I already told you. <laughs> I told you my favorite food. Uh, we're just some weary travelers in need of help uh oh okay uh then go to the church uh, get out of a shipyard well we need ship help why is what is this what's your job to keep people off of this boat someone must go on the boat sometimes yes i'll tell you who goes on the boat it is his holiness lorenzo orenzi is he on the boat now make a make some kind of a check you're trying okay. to pump this guy for information and outwit him into giving it to you. Uh, what about, what about, what about, is this a charm? Let's do a charm. Do yeah, a melee try, attack. Try a charm. Do a melee attack. Hit him. What's, what's the, um, what's the hardness? Well, this conversation started out pretty hostile, so I'm going to put it at hard, which is three. Use a ranged weapon. Okay. Use it. Use a gun. <laughs> Shoot him. Star watch. Star watch. I'm I'm confident that I can do this. Can I get that good dice sound? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, mic. we love we love to hear dice roll. Mm. Um, <laughs> let's see. That is a triumph, and oh, three failures <laughs> and a threat. So wow. you were trying to charm this person into giving you more information yeah <laughs> instead so so that he's not going to give you more information mm-hmm. but you did roll a triumph so so a extremely fortunate coincidence is going to happen but also there are threats there so there's more danger that's been introduced to this situation so what happens while you're arguing with this guy a big procession of uh, these Swiss guard types, which, God, I didn't think I was going to have to name this wing of the church. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe well, I did. Oh. Okay, actually, no, I did. Okay. It would be a mano. So any individual guard is called a mano, and uh, the overall core of church guards is called manos. Uh, so a procession of manos uh, comes up behind this person and you can see behind them is a very elaborately dressed man who is wearing the robes of a lacrima which would be a 
I, I guess G- Gable probably knows about this. I don't even think Gable would need to roll. Is uh, this the same man we saw in the procession earlier? Yes. Today? Okay. Yes. So Margaret told us who he was. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, wearing the robes of Alakrima. And like you can hear from behind the guards as like, I think the the hat of Alakrima kind of like pokes up from the back. Uh, I think the Alakrima himself is a short man. Goes, hey, what's going on? Are you going to answer him? Get out of the way. Us? Us? Him? Us? Everyone who's in my way. You, there. What's your name? Uh, it's a Wario. Well, 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 Wario, when I come up, you're supposed to step out of my way so that you don't get in the way of my holy works. You get capiche? Oh, heated. Oh, yikes. Uh, I, I, yes, yes, uh, sorry. I was, I was uh, disposing of uh, uh, this riffraff. Out of the way, out of the way. And he starts, like, poking uh, the stick out of you. Make way for the lacrima. Travis, Travis, that that seems like the guy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, uh, ooh, how, how many how many monos are there right now? I, and how many stereos? Uh, I'm going to say there are <laughs> seven monos, including the one uh, who, that you've been arguing with, including Wario. Uh, okay. As far as stereos, uh, it's hard to see. You can't really see inside the ship. Uh, you know, this is a medium-sized ship, uh, but uh, it's a pinnace. And for a pinnace, it's it's pretty big. It's like big medium. Uh, James, can you tell me a little bit more about this big pinnace? Uh, sure. I, I, I mean, we already gave a rough description of the pinnace, uh, but it is a long ship, probably uh-huh. about 40 feet, uh, mm-hmm. very elaborately decorated. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Someone spent a lot of time making sure this pinnace looked nice. Groomed. Yeah. Good, good, mm-hmm. good, good, good. You got to take mm-hmm. care of your pinnace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Present it. Not enough mm-hmm. people do. I just think, I've look, seen some pretty... Some pretty jacked up penises. Yeah, just say you think, oh, the penis by itself is fine, but like if you put a little effort in, you can really make it into something special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, you you put effort into other areas uh, that you present. You know, people people take showers, people put on deodorant. What are you doing for your penis? Mm-hmm. You got to put work into the penis so you can make the penis mm-hmm. work for you. Yeah. So anyway, that was our penis joke segment of the show. (laughs) I hope that you liked it. If anyone wants to, like, (laughs) if anyone wants to provide feedback, we have a a open submission form. Just say what you like, what you don't like. uh, Rated one to five. Just address your complaints to John Patrick Cohen (laughs) at gmail dot com. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah send that email that sounds right <laughs> oh now i actually i did a little bit of googling just different pictures of penises so i could really uh describe mm. this more effectively mm-hmm. and there is such thing as a full rigged penis uh so i'm gonna say Ooh. this might be a full rigged penis well good for her yeah great so, so you're being pushed back by Wario, uh, mm. who's like sort of shaking his staff at you, like basically trying to use it as a bar to scoop you out of the way to make room for the lacrima. Okay, okay, we'll we'll step aside. But we need nah. to, we need to speak to that guy. Are you Lorenzo? The robed figure turns to look at you. I am. Who am I speaking to? Um. We're, uh, we need your help. We're... Okay, okay, I promised. I I said I wasn't going to do this. Everybody clear out the way, clear out the way. Little boy, come here. Uh, okay. John Uh, turns back to to Gable and Travis, and he's like, I don't know, I don't know. And he continues Uh, walking. uh, Gable strikes there, just pushes him that way. As as you approach, I think the Manos clear a path for you. And you can tell some of them are nervous with someone approaching the Lacrima, but you're also like a 15-year-old boy. So they're more keeping their eyes on Gable and Travis. Travis looking extremely disheveled and Gable just being very powerful and very tall. 
so you, you approach uh, and stand in front of him. He reaches down onto his jingling body. Like you can see, not only is he wearing robes, but he's wearing a lot of amulets. Uh, there is uh, silver and gold decoration up and down his robe uh, with various symbols uh, that relate to the Church of the Slain God. He grabs a little like flask, it looks like, off of his belt and uh, pulls uh, pulls out like a long glass rod that was in the flask and he flicks onto your face something that like just smells like not rotten but very salty uh, mm. and maybe maybe a little unpleasant. I, I think it's probably perfumed a little bit but like yeah it, th- this this liquid just hits you in the face and he mumbles uh, some words in the divine language and goes you have been blessed with what goodness is left all right let's get moving we gotta go uh, uh, no, uh can we uh john ask him about the tarp the tarp we we need, we need, to, need the tarp. I, thank you thank you for your blessing i feel yeah you're very good you're very good say your prayers uh and feel bad about all the sins that you I have feel done. so bad about so many sins i we do need your help otherwise because um well we we ported what the fuck we a kid i don't have money no 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 I no 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 i don't have money okay? just let, just I'm stop feel, cutting I'm me sorry. off sorry <laughs> no we are we ported with that ship uh the across the way and he points to the uhuru we, Jesus, there's another fucking ship out here. <laughs> well, normally there wouldn't be, but you can see we we've got a bad case of schemolic, and uh, we really need to get it cleared off of the ship. We we've got to we've got to get to uh, you know across uh, across the the country um, in, in a week's time, and um, so we were wondering if we could use. This tarp. No, no, you... don't worry. I got you. I got you. He Please don't bless me again. The vial again. <laughs> he unscrews the vial again, and he shakes whatever this is vaguely in the direction of the ship. <laughs> All right, blessings be on your ship uh, for whatever good there remains no, in the world no, after no. the sins of man have fell on our God. We need that tarp. The tarp you have, we need. We need it to cover the schemolic so we can clean off our schemolic, and you don't need that tarp. But this fucking tarp, it's raining. Of course we need this tarp. There's a smaller one available that is more suited to your size of ship as compared to ours. Uh, but if I give up this big one, they're going to have to take it down and my ship is going to get wet. You've got a tarp. They put up the tarp over your ship. They're cleaning the ship. I don't see an issue up. here. It's not covering up. The person need to be covered up and the schemolic is growing and we are oh unable to God. do it. Oh my God. You are making me so late. For what? What are you doing? Your, for my holy works. For what? You know, it's people like you are the reason that God is dead. And I really want you to think that over. People exactly like you are the reason that God is dead. Uh, Think about that. You know, think about that. Think about that next time you want to delay a priest in the middle of his holy works. Okay, I'm sure I will. Okay, priest, your priestliness, um, if I may. There's a third one of you. Did you not see me? (laughs) I mean, there are a lot of fucking guys in the way. Hey, get out the way. Let this Jesus. We we, who who. Ah, he's my friend, Jesus. <laughs> we play we play Illumat together a lot, so I'm going to say that a lot because that's sort of who I am. But let's not think about that in terms of larger implications to the universe. It's going to get... I'll tell you what, I'll forget about it. <laughs> hey, good. Um, Now, what if we could offer you some sort of service in return for the use of your tarp we're very um serviceable people is this a sex thing no well it no 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 okay okay uh look if if you want to make a donation to the church uh i could see about arranging that otherwise i'm a very busy man and uh 
you know, your ship is going to get cleaned up. I'm sure this rain is going to stop soon, and it's not my fucking problem. Maybe we could help you with some of your priestly duties. You got any priestly errands you need? Some run? of the, some of the messier sort of errands. <sighs> there ain't no fucking messy errands here. You know why we're here? We're here because people are scared, and they shouldn't be scared. And when that happens, I have to get off my ass, and I gotta fly to the middle of fucking nowhere and stand around and remind people that even if we don't have a god, we still got the church here and that things are fucking taken care of, okay? So unless you can go around and convince people that there's not gonna be some big bad thing that happens soon, I don't think there's a thing that you can do. We could do that. We can do that. Yeah, we could do that. You, you, you can't though. You can't. I'm sorry. Are, no, are sure. you Are you a priest? Well, no. But... Are you Are you a mano? No. Oh, you must be a you must be a, a, a bishop then. Well, no. You, you uh, an Okio then, and uh, or a vista. No, but keep naming. No. Oh, I didn't realize I was speaking to the Vox themselves then. No. Keep going. <laughs> well, if you're not a Vox, if you're not an Akio, if you're not a Vista, if you're not a Bishop, if you're not Lacrima, if you're not Mano, if you're not Como, then you can do fucking nothing. Well, you don't if even... you want to give me some money, I will take your money and I will think about that the next time the church is thinking of committing generous acts. We could just borrow some of these lovely clothes and this fucking you know. guy. Get get the get these assholes out of my sight. How much right? money? How much money for a generous a thousand donation? gold bars? A thousand gold? What the? What is your problem, little guy? Apparently, any stranger can walk up to my ship and fucking accost me as I am about to go down and do a guest sermon at the service that is happening right now. I'll tell you what, this doesn't sound like an us problem. This sort of sounds like Wario has failed you. (laughs) Maybe if Wario was a little better at his job, we wouldn't be here. So it seems like there is something you're lacking in terms of the people who work for you. The the fact that we're here at all is is proof. What if you gained a new penitent? What are you talking about? Seems like you may be running on a skeleton crew. If fellows such as us are able to accost you, maybe you need a slightly more improved protection. I have services that I'm willing to provide along with my colleagues. We have a way I... of making things happen. Or just me. Unless one of you can pull off a miracle, I don't need to talk to nobody, okay? I am going to be on my way now. It's been very nice meeting you, little boy, bedraggled man, and whatever the fuck talking mountain you are, but I got to go. The key to a miracle is the right people at the right time. Seems like you need a miracle right now, so the time is now, and we are your people. So, how about you just tell us what kind of miracle you need to take place? With that, the Lacrima sort of waves you off. There, a bunch of Manos sort of fall in place behind him to clear his way as he walks away. And that's that for a minute or so. Until a Manos comes up to you and gives you a, like, slip of paper. I take it. When you read it, it just says the name of a bar in town and there is a time on it. Well. No. What? That didn't go good. It it, it went poorly. It well, went bad. Yeah, I mean, but that guy was a jerk. That guy was a, a real axe hole. <laughs> I'm just right, very frustrated. It's I'm frustrated because it's like there are too many ways for us to fail and not enough ways for us to succeed to make this outing worth it. 
if we get out of here sooner than we would without the tarp, it, it, it's going to be worth it. All right. We just we got to get out of here. I, I think the value of a tarp is not working with my personal mortal enemy. I'm not inclined to believe that and I don't care for it. You two might have a good time. You two might be able to succeed, but I am pretty on edge at the moment. What, the sooner we're all on edge. Yeah. Why don't we just go to the bar, have a drink, and see what happens? You have things to do. We've all got things to do. No, Travis. You have things mm-hmm. to do, otherwise you're not making it out of these next few days. Well, do you want my help or not? I don't know. Okay. How about we how about we walk to the bar and we get to the bar and then if you want to stick around, then you can stick around or take care of whatever you're doing. Okay. How much time is between now and when they have what they have written down. I think this is around 10 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, like you morning. did spend some time. Yeah, you, it was early, early in the morning. Okay. Uh, then you went to see Alvin. Oh, so maybe maybe this is closer to like eight or nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, well we'll, well, well, we'll make it closer to nine or 10. Yeah, so the, the meeting's probably around 12. Travis, I'm sorry. For what? what I did which was (laughs) which was attempting to save your life in a in a magnanimous act that I didn't know would do the thing that it did I apologize for hurting you even though even though it was not my intention I am a person enough to admit my mistakes now you thank you for that 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 was like a textbook celebrity apology which I just (laughs) truly love to see happen organically in the moment (laughs) I'm very sorry that I did such a good job <laughs> saving you and everyone else on the ship. I really hope for that. Had I not done that, we wouldn't be in this predicament at all. And for that, I truly, sincerely apologize. Oh, then I must also apologize for spending nearly a lifetime's worth of saving you. Because had I known that you wanted to martyr yourself in such a way, I would have let you have the death of the glorious death that you've always wanted. I apologize for being such a good friend. That is on me. And I will take that on myself. Jonathan, I need a perception check from you. All right, How do rolling? these two adults feel? <laughs> uh, what am I rolling against? Let's make it average, but uh, take a black die because this argument is kind of happening in front of you. Ooh, love that sound. All right. Oh, come on. Okay, so that is <laughs> two successes and three threats. Perfect. You are watching your friends argue. Uh, when you feel like kind of a cold chill on the back of your neck, your your hairs stand up, uh, and you look around, you know, trying to see, because, like, you just got this bad feeling really suddenly. Mm-hmm. And on the dock, you can see on one of the wooden posts, there are a lot of birds around here. There are seagulls and whatnot. But there is a bird that stands a head taller uh, than the other ones around it. It's clearly some kind of sea bird, but uh, it is of a different species than the others. It has long legs and a very distinct, long, curved beak. 
It's kind of a dirty gray brown and it has these very intense yellow eyes and you can tell that it is looking right at you and it creeps you the hell out. Janet looks at the bird. He tries to get everybody's attention. Guys, guys, guys! That bird is looking... Guys! And then, so he looks down, he reaches, he grabs like a stone, and then he makes a couple more seconds of eye contact to make sure the bird is 100% looking at him, and then he's going to throw the stone at the bird. Cool. I don't think we need combat rolls to throw a stone at a bird to scare a bird away. Uh, you, you toss the stone. I don't think you hit the bird exactly, uh, but you hit the post that it's standing on. It gets up and lets out this uh, shrill kind of uh, willowy cry. It sounds a little bit panicked, a little bit mournful, but and the whole thing like kind of feels gross. And I think as that bird lets out that call, the bad feelings that you get from that is enough to stay even this kind of high intensity argument because the call itself makes everyone here kind of feel sick to their stomachs. And I'm sorry that you choose not to self-improve. It's a very painful thing for me to witness. And I apologize that I've not been able to invest myself in you. What? I'm sorry that I didn't tell you that a gable is the dumbest part of a building to name yourself after. (laughs) (laughs) I, well, I, I'm And the bird call happens. What? Janet looks up at Gable and Travis. Did y'all feel that too? Scotty Jacks. Ah, come for another story, have you? Well, you are always most welcome to come and keep this old Coriander Swiftwell company. And I'd be happy to enthrall you with some well-turned words of a fanciful nature. What shall we talk about tonight? Ah, the Aldrins, eh? Now that is a good well from which to draw stories, but... I suppose before we hear some of their more adventurous exploits, you'd like to know what they are. So, where to begin? Well, I suppose we should talk about the Yellow Aldrin first. After all, it was the first Aldrin completed, and it was the only Aldrin for almost a full year before the Red Aldrin lifted its sails for the very first time. You know, I was captain of the Yellow Aldrin for 23 years before I retired. During that time, we gained a rather well-deserved reputation as the Battle Aldrin, as uh, some folks like to say. Now, I do not consider myself a warrior by any stretch of the imagination, but it became apparent after our first route with the Yellow Aldrin that the world was a dangerous place for skyships. We got ourselves in no less than ten rough spots as we flew through hotly contested territory. We crossed bowels with them all. Corsairs, the Red Feather Syndicate, bandits, privateers, and even the Tempest Armada on that one misfortunate run that was rife with misunderstanding. But despite the hardships, the close calls, I could see the need for mail in these battle-strewn villages. These people deserved it and needed it, and the fighting kept them from getting a hold of it. So we made sure the Yellow Aldrin would see to it that they got what they needed. As a matter of fact, by the second run, and to this day, the Yellow Aldrin is the only Aldrin that carries a contingent of cannon aboard. It was a lumen's curse to get them, to be sure, and an arm and a leg to find someone who could use them, but we did it. When you need your mail, and the sound of cannon fire has scared off everyone else, you can count on the Yellow Aldrin to be there to bring you what you need. Now... If you're chosen for the Yellow Aldrin, they will, of course, 
teach you the basics, teach you how to fight with pistol and blade. They'll teach you how to load and care for cannon, how to run drills and show you what to do when you get boarded, and even how to outmaneuver a warship. But those are not the skills that I believe are the most important for battle. The Yellow Ardent will teach you this valuable lesson. They will teach you how to keep your cool in a tense situation. And they will teach you that fighting is always for a last resort and never for the first. You see, it's a special kind of apprentice who gets chosen for the Yellow Ardent. It's a person who can fight or is willing to fight, but knows that fighting does not solve the world's problems. Yellow Ardrens know the proper application of force and when not to use it. They're a brave lot. And maybe a little too brave and brash to be sure. A more competitive bunch I have not had the chance to meet, especially since Allegria Canticle took over as captain once I retired. Oh, she's a wonderful captain, and a fine sort, but hard like iron, keen like the blade she is so good with. She instills loyalty and discipline, but also camaraderie and a sense of family to those who fight next to. But when the wind turns, the cannons are loaded. Well, let's just say I'm glad she and the Yellow Wadren are on our side. Coriander? Coriander, my love. Well, do you hear that? I do believe that is Patience Rebecca calling me. I must attend to her summons, but I will return shortly. Please, enjoy the fire. Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. Design Docs started as a podcast about designing a role-playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. Come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Like Arms of the Tide. Arms of the Tide is an actual play about fighting for what's right in an original magitechnological world on the brink of catastrophe. Join Quinn, Joe, Chanel, and John and revel in the laughs and gasp at the drama. The only thing standing against the apocalypse are a robot with a fondness for stray cats, a wolf made of living plants who has a bad case of depression, and a private eye who is so done with all of this. Find Arms of the Tide wherever you get your podcasts. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matigo was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at ATPTunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y. P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter, at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The game used in this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system that was created by a talented group of game designers who were fired by a private equity firm owning Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the sky.
Lorenzo Arenzi. Lorenzo Arenzi. From Lorenzo Japan. Lorenzi. From Japan. From Japan. Also, penis is spelled P-I-N-N-A-C-E. Penis. Oh, that's Penis. that's oh that's that's a very good misdirect. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's so funny. It's a penis ship. Uh, if you Google it and then there's it gives you the pronunciation, it'll say it, and it's so funny. Penis. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's fucking good. Yeah, man. the The world is just full of good shit sometimes. <laughs> 